0: thechairshot.com always use your
1: head
2: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the five rounds podcast the only podcast out there with a cardio for those deep water championship rounds i am mags and i am joined with my son carlos carlos how are you Oh, brilliant! Good. Just after watching that amazing uh, UFC card, that was absolutely spectacular. It certainly was, and uh, with it being such a, a massive card, and uh, the first one, first number paper you believe on ESPN, one so pretty much anyone could watch it at lunchtime in the states. Thought we might need uh, a third voice here on on uh, five rounds, um, someone who's a renowned MMA expert will pause definitely in the shade and, and really kind of give a analytical um, a kind of analytical look at, at the event. Uh, it's my wife Carlos's mum. Lorraine. Lorraine, how are you? UFC expert. Absolutely.
1: Fucking not.
2: <laughs> Straight away with the swearing, that's <laughs> brilliant. Uh, We're a classic podcast here, please. Uh, no fucking oh, swearing.
3: Try <laughs> and keep it clean. Oh
2: so, yeah, how excited are you? For, I know you've been on Five Rounds before, but this is the first time you've really broke down a UFC event with us. So, how, how excited or nervous are you?
1: Listen, you keep bringing me into these events, and I don't know why, because I don't know absolutely nothing about it. So, crack on.
2: Okay. I mean, that might be the reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> So let's get into into the the results. i getting the the prelims. It was a jam packed been so many fast So we started in the flowerweight oh, division.
1: Can I just say something though? I don't know the names. Okay. Don't well, we'll guard you. Ask me to even pronounce we, them. We will guard you. you so, think
2: before you speak. Yeah. <laughs> that might be hard. Um, so we started in the flowerweight division. Uh, Tagir Ulenbekov picking up the decision against Alan Nascimento. Who? then in the middleweight you just be quiet in this part <laughs> uh, in the middleweight uh, we had Andre Petrovsky getting the third round sub against Yao Zong-Hu um, Leon Murphy in the featherweight got a, a really big win over a Ami Akane over a second round knockout Leon I didn't hear
1: Leon.
2: and then uh, Mikhail Alexychuk in the light heavyweight division got the first round KO of Shamil Gamzatov uh, controversial uh Decision in the welterweight division With uh, Elizu Zalecki Dos Santos And Benoit Saint-Denis In fact the referee Who uh, stopped and started this match Multiple times He was actually pulled, yeah, pulled From, from the rest of the
4: yeah. card Which was Deservedly Like if no one watched the fight Like When usually When when a ref stops a fight For a use Like an eye fork Or something like that The doctors come in and he didn't do that and that mm-hmm. was that was the even biggest the, even though Sandinese was saying i cannot see yeah it. i cannot say and that was the biggest reason even though there were there were a handful of stuff the hells that he did wrong that was the biggest reason and you could see mark goddard as the leading official absolutely at yeah, the right. side of the, well, the octagon uh,
2: daniel comey uh, made it uh, clear to the uh, the official from the uae nma federation that he can't ref anymore matches. Well, he tweeted out, like he said, as he was speaking, he literally put a tweet out
4: uh, to Daniel Comey, basically saying, like, I know it's an odd job and that, but Jesus Christ, like, that's... Like, in layman's terms, he basically said, that's some amateur bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you shouldn't yeah. be doing that in a professional bout, especially as an official, yeah. when you're in there for the fight of safety. And, uh, but, yeah,
2: so he were rightfully pulled from the rest of his duties on the mm-hmm. card. Uh, so then going back to these prelims in the middleweight division we had albert duriev getting the decision against roman kopilov um then in the fedway division zubara tukugov got the decision against ricardo ramos and then the featured prelim the only female fight on the whole card amanda Rivas getting the decision against uh, verna yandiroba so let's get into uh into the main card now I didn't catch a lot of the first fight because uh, I was on pulling double duty doing a, a live stream of Radio Techers Man uh, United and Tottenham so i got to check that out in the archives uh, or on uh, Radio Techers on YouTube uh, but yeah it was uh, Magomed Ankleyev uh, looking to push for a, a lightweight title shot uh, taking on Volkan Uzumir um, so for you Lorraine uh, Anklev was in the black <laughs> and Volkan had the red shorts on um, Carlos uh, let us know how this this fight went down so as a stepping stone for Ankleve, you can it, it was a
4: perfect fight for him to accept uh, high ranked and high named opponent in, in Volkan uh, Volkan? That's because you that i I'm, that <laughs> I'm, 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 I know the names of the of the athletes <laughs> and I'm still getting them wrong because in my head I'm like I can't wait for someone to say you're going to get them wrong it's making it big, or evil way uh, Ozomir a high ranking opponent he were able to in this fight I can at least say take a crack because that's exactly what, what he did he, he was just outmatched the, the skill set uh, of um, Ankleev was, was just too much, the pressure was too much his jab he was using that perfectly like, not only just to feint but to set it up and then for that perfect cross to come to come straight behind it Osmeier um, uh, couldn't do absolutely nothing about it bar from just check just the cracks and sort of weather the storm He in the first round his his head movement was on point he, his footwork was on point, he was moving well but as the fight went on you could just tell that he just couldn't deal with the pressure the pressure was just kept on coming and coming and coming and it were either on the back pedal trying to counter or every time he went to push for an attack of his own it was just getting. It was just getting basically attacked back, like I said, with a jab. Uh, and even though it went to decision, and a lot of farts that go to decisions usually a bit of like a snooze fest in the heavier weights. So obviously mm-hmm. they they, they carry over over a certain uh, a certain amount, two hundred and five pounds plus. So you, you're gonna get a bit more tired coming into the later rounds. But uh, in, in, in this fight, all three rounds were were just basically touch and go. And Ankle. Picked up the decision. It, it, it was fair. No one can argue that he did not win that fight.
2: No, totally agree. Um, I caught the the last part of the second round and, and the, all of the third round, um, but I saw the highlights from from the first round and, and the the knockdown in in the first kind of just set the stage for what was going to happen in the rest of the fight. Um, these Russians and and Dagestanians they're an, they're a different breed. They, I mean. Uzmir is—it's kind of like a gatekeeper now. I think we've—we've uh, we've seen him kind of uh, face the top contenders, and he always seems to fall short. But um, mm-hmm. Ankilev just absolutely dominated him all the all the way through. And then when we get the cut in the third round over the eyebrow—that Jesus Christ—you could—you could literally see the bone underneath the the cut. It was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, this was this was like surgery. This was uh, Ankilev just picking apart um uh, just just doing everything apart from getting the finish, which I, I bet he's absolutely kicking himself off. Well, to be honest
4: with you, though, you could be, but like I said with Ankleev, he took the step up in this fight against a, a top-level opponent. Like, when we say gatekeeper on this podcast, <laughs> we don't give that title to a, a lot of fighters. It's usually a fighter that's been in the game a long time, who's mm-hmm. well-experienced, who just, for some reason, just can't pass that last hurdle. But if you... If you're in a fight against him, you know that you need to bring your A game because it's going to be the one of the toughest fights you've brung. And Ankle have shown that they were able to
2: match the skill set. What's necessary to push forward in that light heavyweight division? Yeah, totally, I agree. Uh, Lorraine, your thoughts? I know you uh, started taking notes at the beginning, uh, and then kind of like we got engrossed into the fight, I suppose. But um, and I know you said something about Usme um, got knocked the foot down. Was that one of your notes?
1: Well, yeah, but you told me not to swear, so what am I we supposed to do? You, you Open, only
2: first minute
4: or so. You opened up <laughs> with a swear, like...
1: Listen, it were a boring... It's just so, that like,
4: our content do not get to... It was boring. Out, you know?
1: It were boring. There were no proper... What do you mean? Rolling. It were boring. There were no proper scrapping.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a casual. Yeah. We've got a casual. Get out. In fact, wrap this up, we, we, end off. End of it. I, I, <laughs> um, I, I
2: disagree. I think that um,
1: well, you <coughs> <literally> can, <laughs> you can, but he got his eye split open. Uh, yeah, and well, that he... was probably the juiciest part about it.
4: Brilliant! It's, so not the knockdown, not the not the
2: faints, not the setup, okay. not the not the fight. So, so we'll, we'll go to <laughs> the second fight. And I think you, you were you were more into this fight than than you were the first but one. With these maybe.
1: two younguns.
2: So this is Hamzat Chimiev. Um, it. Again. taking on Lee Jingliang oh,
1: Lee. Lee
2: Lee yeah just Lee, just Lee. Um, yeah obviously we all know that Chimier is the new golden boy of UFC absolutely um, and yeah. he absolutely proved it in this I mean
1: now, that was a fat. That was a proper fight. Well, was it was a three minutes. And been and been I, part I, a I, fart bear. is a
4: stretch. It was three minutes of someone who should have been arrested after the fight, basically. Yeah, he I mean, was <laughs>
1: brawling. He was proper
2: scrapping. The, the, the thing with Chimiev is he's not only a fighter, he's entertaining. And he went into this fight in his whole career, which was nine farts. He had only been hit in the face twice. Actually, in the UFC, he's only been hit in the face once. He left this fire I'd only been hit in the face once. And I'm he didn't sure, take one yeah, shot in this
4: fight. I'm pretty sure significant strikes. is about what? It's now 254
2: yeah. to two in and his
4: career. And he doesn't career. have cauliflower ears either. Well, so been been hit. Hit. No one, no one can't punch they him. He's been hit twice in ten bouts. And then we start
2: now, the fight. Fact we actually yeah. start the fight though with chimmy going for a deep um, takedown and ends up just carrying. I thought it would, carrying yeah. Lee and talking to Dana White at the same time, carrying Lee over to the corner where Dana White was. That was funny. Yeah, and basically just wrestle-fucked uh, Lee for, for, for three minutes. He was talking to his cage. He was looking at his corner team his team, whilst <laughs> wrestling, <whilst> <laughs> talking, to, talking <laughs> to Daniel Cormier, winking at Daniel Cormier. And then when, he, when his team said, lock in the, the, the hooks, lock in the, the submission, he's like, OK, boss, did it. Got the submission, fair play to, to Lee. He he didn't want to tap and he didn't end up tapping, but he, what he did do is he went fast asleep. He was absolutely knocked clean out. So, Lorraine, was this the best match, best fight for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was well better than the first one. Better than the others as well. But that one, was, yeah, it was really good. Carlos?
4: Yeah, as soon as he picked Lee up, I thought he was going to go for a German <laughs> suplex. But uh, I, it took him I thought you was going to throw him. You yeah. thought he was just going to throw was him. When he, like, he was
1: bear-rugging. And back, walking and, and that... Bear.
4: Yeah, and then goes <laughs> down was a little chin-wag with Dana and makes a cup of tea. That just takes a piss out of her. Like, uh, if give it to Lee. Like, don't... like You can't like look yourself down. It's Chimyev. Uh, everyone who's come across him has just been absolutely mold. Yeah, The guy's just on a different level and... And I personally, I thought with all of the the shit he had going on with COVID and all, all that, I thought that could have affected him. Yeah, and I'm glad it's in the past now. And it just seems to have, in a way, made him, made him stronger. Uh, he he, just, he <coughs> knows how to fight. He's a well-rounded. Uh, he's, he's definitely just a well-rounded fighter, and, and not only being, um, I'm guessing. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is originally from Dagestan, isn't he?
2: Um, no, he's from uh, uh, Makalchaka, color uh, in Russia, I think. But well, well, I well. do
1: know he went to Ireland, though. He, went to no, go and try well, and scrap with Conor McGregor. He got arrested. And, and Conor McGregor forces. had to call the police, I think, because no, Conor, 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 Gre- Cor- Conor McGregor is a soft cunt <laughs> who would get his ass whooped by him. Sorry, sorry, Simple. listeners. I mean,
4: I'll disagree the, I says. disagree with the I disagree with the soft cunt part, but. The, I think Hamzat beat him. Yeah, Hamzat literally ups his ass. <laughs> but. I don't think he's soft, but he saw. He's held two belts at UFC
2: simultaneously.
4: Yeah.
2: So, great, great victory for Hamzat. And, uh, and then we go into what I thought was the worst fight on the card by a long, long way. Uh, Marcin Tabura and Alexander Volkov. Uh, all the talk from Volkov's camp was he didn't feel he put in uh, enough effort. In in uh, his, his recent push for a title shot, that he was slow, that, uh, Cyril, the fight with Cyril Gagne, he felt he let himself down, and he was going to up their tempo. He didn't. He didn't. He, he, he did exactly the same thing here against uh, Martin uh, Tabera. The only problem is Marcin Tabera is nowhere near on the level as Cyril Gagne, so he 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 was handily beat. But this fight was just a fucking snooze fest. Hmm. Definitely.
1: Is that the one that I nearly fell asleep to?
2: You, you would, you were fading. You were absolutely fading. So yeah, it was boring. the, like that was the really tall uh, Russian guy. No, uh, the bigger
1: people.
4: That's the perfect example of what I literally just said about uh, these heavier divisions when they go heavy. Yeah, heavier divisions when they go to decision. He, they haven't got the cardio to basically. Mm-hmm. uphold the, the,
2: what's necessary, I mean, just and, for the and, big frames, and you can expect that from Tabura because he's carrying a little bit of uh, uh, wood on the on the porch. But Alexander Volkov, he, he looks he looks slim. I mean, he's quite tall for a, a heavyweight anyway, but he just has no cardio whatsoever. At the end of like the the first round, he was he was uh, sucking in oxygen. By the end of the the second round, his shots had no power behind them mm. because there was nothing there. Uh, Tabura, uh for for how chubby he is as a fighter and how uh, he doesn't look like your typical MMA star at least he had a little bit of cardio and was, was landing heavy shots but yeah Volkov uh, he got the victory uh, Three, two of the judges actually give him all three rounds which I thought was a bit uh, ridiculous uh, no no, it, not, I thought that second round Tabura was, it, was way uh, stronger
4: uh, you could give it yeah, you could probably give it a take but judge giving him all three rounds I couldn't really argue with he did he did if anything push push the pace a little bit more yeah he couldn't have the he didn't have that energy to actually finish the attack attack off get a TKO get get a submission Tabura can take, Tabura can take a crack but as well with him he's a He's an average fighter, you can just tell that, like, he's, he's got the the
2: overhand powers, that's it. But, but the issue is that these are both top ten fighters in the UFC, uh, they've got Volkoff as five and Tabura as seven, which that's ridiculous compared to some of the fighters, some of the cl- levels of fighters we've had in that heavyweight division, to say these are two top ten fighters is, that's embarrassing. Yeah,
4: definitely. You, you, like they always say, it only takes one hit in the heavyweight division to basically put you in with a winning chance of winning the fight. And mm-hmm. in this, they didn't have the they didn't have the power behind the shots to basically have that one punch chance in the, in, in the heavyweight division that everyone says. Don't matter how big your skill set is, when you've got two hundred and 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 twenty plus pound behind behind your fist that you're throwing, you, you're gonna do some damage. And these two didn't seem they were obs uh, obs. Uh, Absorbing more
2: shots than they were actually letting off. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the one good thing of uh, Volkov is that he stuffed so many ten. I think it was thirteen out of thirteen he stuffed. Which uh, against Cyril Gagne obviously, and against Curtis Blades, uh, he had absolutely no chance. But a win's a win. He'll 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 uh, he'll take it and Tabura Yeah, but, but that's what I mean about Tabura though. With him, even shooting him for the takedowns all
4: the time with him just being an average fighter he's only got that that big overhand and if that doesn't work he's got the basically the takedown attempts that because he hasn't got the cardio to actually get the techniques off properly even Daniel Colby you could tell he was somewhat laughing underneath his breath every time we were trying Mm -hmm. to shoot him for a takedown because Well, on one of the times, I think one of the first times he he tried to take him down, he basically collapsed under his own weight and Volkov just like fell on top of him. So it was just like, stop doing
2: that. Try to get back to your feet. It was pretty embarrassing.
0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalogue of products and services use the promo code chairshot to save 10% that's angrylemonade.net are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling
3: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: So let's go into the people's main event. Um, the one that Hasbulla went to specifically to watch. Uh, Islam Makachev taking on Dan the Hangman Hooker. And uh, we'll go to you, Lorraine, first. Uh, this is the one of the fights that you thought was actually really entertaining, the one where um, Hooker had his arm trapped behind his back by Islam, and the one with uh, uh, the, the the they'll the look, the the dwarf look. Uh, on uh, Habib's shoulders. Uh, what did you think of this part? That real well good so
1: much better than the others. One of the, probably the best part.
2: Okay,
4: uh, Carlos. Well, what can you say? Makachev does what Makachev does. Mm-hmm. He he's showing that he's. I don't, he might not like people saying he's the next Khabib, but he's showing why he's he's getting he yeah, why people are saying that he's we're able to go into the fight against uh, a tough opponent and, and put on a spectacular show. Um, when, as soon as they basically started clinching up against the cage, uh, Makachev knew exactly what he wanted to do. As soon as he got hold of that wrist, Danuka knew with his his own experience because like, like you were you were saying earlier, he's no slouch on the ground. He knows exactly what, what's basically coming. Like you were saying, it's, it's like a chess match sometimes. You, you, you know your opponent's next five steps, but Makachev's just showing that he's that good that he'll tell you his next five steps, but there's nothing you can do about it. Danuka tried mm-hmm. to defend that Kamora perfectly, dropping down, trying to bury his arm basically into his own body, but Makachev were able just to beat him up a bit, loosen him up, and but in a way, make him forget about the defence of the Kimura. And as soon as he got it into the basically the 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 rear naked uh the choke to the arm is what i like to call it and as soon as he stepped over that that fight was was over at that point daniel knew, and and he knew if he didn't tap
2: his arm just would have got destroyed Mm -hmm. from elbow joint to to shoulder joint yeah and and the 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 thing with uh with makachev and and the dagestani kind of a way of uh competing is it's almost like you're fighting two people at once because you're fighting the person who is uh, in front of you face to face punching you and, and, and trying to distract you but that person's legs are also like another human being uh, doing things that, that legs shouldn't be able to do I mean the way he trapped uh, Dan uh, leg to get the takedown, down wrapped around it and then uh, forced Dan Hooker out of the half butterfly that he was in to, to kind of, uh, like I said put, uh, to distract um, Hooker away from thinking that the Camorra was on. So as soon as he let let that guard down, uh, Islam switched control, switched um, um, and then just went straight for that Camorra, locked it in place. Such a such a talented fighter. And you can't kind of uh, complain when people are ducking him because mm. he's a fucking scary bastard.
4: Yeah, definitely. He's absolutely... He's a nightmare for anyone in that lightweight division. And and like Daniel Cormier said a couple of years ago, the kid's only getting better. Uh,
2: you said he. You said he turned thirty not long ago. Mm-hmm. He, he's only getting this better. Week, being... It was his birthday week this week. Oh, so they... him and Glover to share. I think uh, the birthdays are either on the same day or, or the day after each other. Oh, fair enough. Well, that's it. He's just turned thirty. Not mm-hmm. even in
4: his prime yet, it, 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 in in somewhat of a way. And you can, you can just absolutely. He's just going to be a killer. Well, he's already a killer in that weight and that's why people are ducking him mm-hmm. and like daniel Cormier d- d- was saying if you duck him for long enough you're only gonna have to fight him when he takes the belt and he will take the belt at some point because he's, he's in the gym working on his skill set day in day out so if you're not fighting him he's in the gym working on what he's going to beat you with yeah. just because you don't want to fight him yeah. and, and he'll get a being ranked seventh now and going up to fifth after beating dan hooker he'll get a title shot of that because the USA will look at him and go was not it we've got a cash cow here not only can he stand uh stand and fight he's also amazing on the ground as well he's mm-hmm. a well-rounded package he's an entertainment he's an entertaining fighter like we we're on about with makachev earlier he's he's a well-rounded package for someone in the welterweight division and the people in the coming from out of like russia and and them sort of areas of the of the world they're just taking
2: over the sport absolutely they yeah. are that um it's, it's brilliant to watch, especially from that Eagles gym and from American Top Team and their links to the Dagestani fighters. Just how many uh, amazing talents are coming out of that, that that little corner of the world. I mean, you look at Bellator and the amount of uh, amazing Dagestani fighters they've got there. I mean, fighters we have worked on this card like mm. Magomed Sharimpov, brilliant fighter, superb fighter. Usman uh, Nurmagomedov, absolutely superb. Yeah. So yeah, they are taking up the, the MMA world. Yeah, uh, and as well, the other thing that makes it so
4: difficult to fight these fighters like Islam is they they speak or talk a totally different language, mm-hmm. a language that is not commonly commonly spoken around the world. If you're from Russia, you'll speak it, but if not, you you, you don't understand what they're saying. And a, a good amount of a good amount of things in the octagon sometimes can work with you is when you can understand the language of your opponent's coach because yeah. when your opponent's coach is is Shouting out commands to their own fighter, like and you, you can, can combat it. Yeah, yeah do, can you can combat back straight away if you're quick enough to actually react to what they're saying to their fighter to do. You can, you've got somewhat in with a fighting chance. Well, these Dagestanians, they know what you're gonna, you know what they're gonna do. You can't stop it. You can't understand what the corners telling them, and because you've got so much going on, you're also finding it difficult uh, to basically listen to your own corner. And with it being out of COVID and the fans being back and all that sort of stuff. The, the arenas are absolutely electric, especially when these Dagestanians are farting. Cause I mean, they love
2: them over in, in, uh, on Yaz Island.
4: Well, that's it. it, it well, in Abu Dhabi, when, when has there not been a card in Abu Dhabi yet? That has not been jam-packed with Dagestanian fighters? Exactly. They, they love them over there. Yeah. And as soon as... You, you can't hear nothing when you're in the octagon and absolutely farting. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, one of the other things that makes it difficult, is fighting one of these uh, Dagestanian fighters.
2: Yeah. yeah, I totally, totally agree. So let's get into the core main event, the first title match. Uh, for the interim bantamweight, pet Yan looking to uh, get back in into wearing gold um obviously we know that he lost the title in controversial circumstances with the with the very illegal knee to uh Halgestel who uh, has been injured or ducking whichever camp you, you look at uh, in in the rematch so Corey Sandagen stepped up and we've got an interim title match and uh, interesting that it was Corey Sandagen when he is coming off the loss to uh, Jake the Snake, TJ Dillashaw um, but it is what it is and I, I, I personally thought uh, Corey Sandegen uh, gave a really good show to himself the judges and and you guys uh, both uh, think that it was four rounds to one to, to Jan and I can understand why but for me I thought that Corey's uh, volume um, kind of tipped it a little bit more, so I thought he was a bit closer than than perhaps the, uh, the, uh, a lot of people thought. Especially in that first round, I thought he, uh, he used his range uh, to great effect, was able to keep uh, Jan uh, at bay, landing not heavy shots, but certainly landing a, a good number of shots. Uh, Jan was getting a lot of success in, in the body kick, so uh, coming into the second, Jan found his range a lot better. Uh, still a very tight round, um, but for me, I, I thought that maybe Corey took that second round, but I can understand why people would have thought that Jan did with the, the heavier shots. Not, not, uh, not the same amount of output in terms of numbers, but certainly a lot heavier, uh, especially when uh, he was uh, following that, uh, that body kick-up with, with some of those big lefts third round I thought that that's where Jan really kind of uh, blossomed uh, we know that he's got cardio for days this guy could probably fight 10 rounds and not even break a sweat uh, same with Corey Sandhagen to be fair but I do feel he flagged a little bit especially in the fourth when, uh, when um, Jan was just just on him all the time uh, in the fourth we saw that, that knockdown with the spinning uh, back fist which Jan had tried a couple of times and not quite made contact uh, did in, in the fourth and it was uh, yeah it was pretty pretty brutal fifth round I thought that uh, Corey um, was was kind of getting back to more what what happened in the first couple of rounds he was able to avoid a lot more of the Jan's attacks uh, land again the volume but not the power uh, so the judges all give it four rounds to one to, to Petter Jan I, I personally think Petter Jan won I think it was a lot closer than four rounds to one though um Lorraine, I know you said that you thought this fight was was boring, uh, and as a, a casual fan, I, it, that's understandable because there's no knockouts or there's no brutal finishes. Uh, but Carlos, what what did you uh, what did you make of this fight? I thought it was
4: a good fight to watch, especially with the circumstances where it should have been Sterling actually fighting and. Uh, in my opinion, ducking Petty do you don't want to fight him, especially uh, re- tweeting straight after the fight like literally
2: the minute the yeah,
4: fight. Like, congratulations, you've earned this ass whooping, I'll see you soon. Like you could have seen him tonight.
2: the the ass whooping he didn't... He, he was the one getting his actual... Yeah, without the hand.
4: controversial finish and him basically... I, I mean, I agree, belt home. I agree with the finish. I agree with the finish. It was an yeah,
2: illegal, yeah, Nick. Yeah, definitely. I don't yeah. think Tiles should probably swap hands in that. I think the Tiles It should have been...
4: A, no, I, I, I believe, obviously, with the rules, like, it, should have, it should have been a no contest, but with how, how far the fight actually went, he, that's how they had to determine it, disqualification, he took the belt on. But, yeah... Even in that fight, he was getting his arse handed to him by Yan and Pettijan coming into this fight, it's well, if you're a Petr Jan fan and you've been watching him fight for years, you can you you know in the first round or two, it somewhat gives it away to try and to try and read you to try and get mm-hmm. what you, what you're bringing to the table. So he has a, a so he has the chance to basically beat him near enough every time. He 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 does. He's able to read his opponents well and take him into the later rounds and actually beat him there. And this is exactly this is exactly what he did to uh, Corey Sandiego. He basically gave up round one, uh, understood that Corey Sandiego is not really bringing much of the table ball from like a dynamic movement like we we seen when um, basically Dominic Cruz were on top, switching stances, going from left to right, doing them popping shots. Now I I guarantee you, he's he's probably got that snapping shot behind him, where there's no power there, but you do feel it when he hits you. But he, Petty Yan, he didn't have that much head movement in this fight. He was just able to absorb the shots that Corey were, were giving to him. And uh, the most majority of the time, uh, he was taking him. And I've said mm-hmm. time and time again on this podcast, when you're the smaller fighter and you're, you're fighting the guy with a, a much longer reach than you, you're going to have to take a crack to, to get one off. It's just... It, it, I like to call it the, the, the way of fighting law. If you're a smaller fighter, you, you, odds are you're gonna get cracked going in. Yeah. The, the guy's yeah. longer. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna see it coming. They've got more of a chance of, of being able to get it on the way in, and that's exactly what Corey were doing. But he wasn't hurting him. He wasn't doing absolutely nothing. He was just doing his fancy movement. He, I think he only did the flying knee, which is which he's known for. I think he only threw that like three or four times within the
2: full 25 minutes. Yeah. The 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 closest as well was the one at the very last last minute where he threw with about five seconds to go. And which hit
4: him? Which hit Petty Young clean and did absolutely nothing to mm-hmm. him. So just goes to just goes to ask: Would it have done? Uh, basically, is that efficient? Is that efficient against Petty Jan? Because you, you threw it a couple of times because you didn't set it up right. You couldn't set it up right. He were able to block, and he keeps his hands so far up. With him being a boxer a lot of people, he was taking some nasty body shots. Corey Sandhagen was, was doing brilliant in the first round to work that body, and he just he, he just lost it. Going into the later rounds, he just started to fade with the pressure of Jan, the power of Jan, and I believe in Corey's head. You could somewhat understand why he, he could somewhat believe why he, he won the fight, even though he, he knew he weren't the better man in his head, I guarantee For I wasn't that far, I did, I did so much mm. with him moving about the octagon and basically picking the shots off but if I were the judge in that far, and I, I guarantee this is what the judges were seeing in that far they were seeing Petty Jan controlling the centre of the octagon a hell of a lot more shots landing of Petty Ann doing a hell of a lot more damage Yeah. Corey Sandegen just basically moving in and out, making Petty Jan miss not really doing anything else absorbing shots and the shots that he was giving... was doing absolutely nothing... so Petty Jan wasn't taking a back foot... he was just on the move from forward... from the go... Petty, he wasn't setting his he wasn't setting his shots up right... and he wasn't doing... in a way his spinning elbows... which he's able to get off perfectly... he wasn't doing anything in his arsenal... that bar from just trying to make it a dogfight... against Petty Jan... but mm-hmm. Petty Jan has got that much of a boxing background... That if you turn it into a dogfight, he's gonna win, especially being the shorter fighter as well. Because when you're getting into the later rounds and you're the longer fighter and you're tired, you, you find it a lot harder to get the power off when you're in short distance. Yeah. Petty had that problem. He can get the power off at long distance. Yeah, he might have to overextend
2: more. But if you're tired anyway, he's already a fast little bugger. So. And he's also got that amazing, like, just killer cardio where he yeah. doesn't get
4: tired. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Uh, with his boxing background, a lot of people forget about that. With him coming into mixed martial arts, he could have been a professional boxer. And in boxing, y- you are—it's a lot of shoulder cardio. You're throwing a lot of—you're uh, throwing a lot of hands, and you're doing a lot of cardio. You don't have to worry about all else. But with him coming into mixed martial arts, his wrestling is absolutely on point. Corey Sandhagen, uh, uh, a lot of people were saying who who were watching who were watching the fart was saying that they were surprised that Corey Sanders weren't trying for a hell of a lot more takedowns. So he didn't try and make it into a dog fart, but if I had to say to them people, he tried for the takedowns, but he couldn't really get them. Yeah. Petty Yann's uh, takedown defence were just... it were on point. You couldn't take well, him. It's because he's got that low centre of gravity. Yeah, and in, in my opinion, if you're going to beat Petty Ann, you're going to have to knock him out. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be scarer against uh, Aljamain for the second time because not only is he pissed off that he'd lost the belt and he can only be pissed off at himself but he's definitely pissed off for it. He's pissed off that Aljamain still had pulled up for the second time. He's pissed off he had to fight someone who... For an he, interim belt. Yeah, yeah, for an interim belt which he knows in his head that no. it means fuck all. It's
2: plastic.
4: And not only that, it means fuck all because don't and don't take me the wrong way, I, lo- I love Corey Sandhagen but... The only reason he got the fight is because TJ Dillashaw had to have surgery and turned down the fight, so he accepted it, and you would do. At the end of the day, you're coming off a loss, You've then you get out, then you get offered an interim title fight, you'd be fucking stupid not to accept it. But he didn't do anything that like, where it would... And it was the second chance he got at the UFC title. That's rare, especially in this day and age. It's, it, it's hard enough to get one fucking crack at the belt, let alone two, especially in the 21st century, and you'd think... Most fighters, especially in my opinion of being a fighter, I'd want to go out on my shield. I'd be, I'd, I wouldn't be, I, be taking the back set, I wouldn't be moving. I'd be going straight forward. If Petty M wanted a dog fart, and I knew that was my, probably my last chance at winning that fight, I'd be turning that into a dog fart. I'd be taking cracks, even though he's a smaller fighter If he knocked me out, he knocked me out. Mm-hmm. But at least I knew in that fight I basically gave my all a, enough to try and get that belt, and I knew I weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. Corey Sanding and like uh, John Anik said, probably won't be the last time these two fought Yeah, but it probably... Won't. won't be any different in yeah. terms of the result. Because Cory Corey Sandhagen, he just can't push. that He's lost to Aljamain Sterling. And he lost clean to Aljamain Sterling. And Petty absolutely battered Aljamain Sterling. Petty shown that he was better than Corey Sandhagen uh, tonight. Well But the, the way you were able to beat him and how dominant he were, it's just... As soon as he fights Sterling again, he's gonna get the uh, he's gonna get the belt. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be pissed off yep. from doing it for the and long you're going streak He's gonna keep it is, for a long time. Yeah. Through the long streak of shit he's had to go through
2: to basically get back to this point. Yeah. And you mentioned there about um fighters not always getting a second bar at title contention, the the main event, someone who we've always yeah. championed here on five rounds. Um against someone else who we've always, always yeah. championed as well. This was like a really hard fight for us uh, to, to pick a, a favourite in, but we absolutely adore Glover Teixeira. Here. Yeah. Uh, from his struggles in getting into UFC in the first place, I mean, we knew of him uh, of his time in Brazil, uh, for him, from his debut, from him working his way to a title shot and then thinking he's old, uh, he's, he's probably not going to do it again and then he just went and was amazing for, for the best part of two years uh, finally gets his way back to a tile match and this was, this was the last bat at the cherry for, for someone like Teixeira 42 years old uh, his birthday was a couple of days ago taking on the, uh, a young uh, black who was literally just destroyed unbeaten uh, Israel Adesanya um, it wasn't looking good for him but he pulled it off he definitely pulled it off, especially
4: when, it, coming into the fact that the, the reason why I'm, I'm happy about the result is the reason why I, I were happy when Jan won the belt. He's been in the UFC a long time, I wanted him to win the belt, so at least... Well, 20 fights is that in the UFC? Yeah, so at least if he did pick up the belt, he could retire at some point and then go at least I was a champion. In this case, I'm happy for the same reason, I'm happy for going to but... He's been in the UFC for a, a, a fucking absolutely long time, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a long time, and I'm just glad after all the crappy he, he, he somewhat went through, the ups and the downs in the UFC, that he were able to actually pick up the belt. And uh, but don't get me wrong, he had, he had me worried in that, in that fight. So did uh, so, so did it Because when I was watching the fight, I'm thinking to myself like, oh shit, who do I actually want to win? But then I was getting a bit like worried for both of them because when it were like Glover oh, we got hurt uh, or. Um Blackovic got hurt. I'm worried for both of them. I'm like, get out of it. But one of them had to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just, I'm I'm glad he I'm glad he won because at least at 42 year old, he's he, he's not gonna have a long run. You can tell his his body has already been through some wars As soon as he would basically got up, as soon as Blackovic hit him with that uppercut, I just had flashbacks of fucking Rumble Johnson. And I'm like, shit, no, here we go. He's, he's basically second chance. He's gone. But then he just pulled it out the bag. Well, Mum said to me earlier about, basically, like, oh, it would be good of him taking, going for a takedown, like, early into the first round, weren't it? Didn't you? Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Cheers
4: for that, have No,
2: but just, this. just... Yeah, just yeah. I've really. just been
1: listening to him go up and he's just like, that was forwards. Yeah, you know. forward.
2: This was... Probably the best we've ever seen Glover to share him. I know he went on a mad run to get a title shot in the first place, and then once he lost to Bones he kind of, like, fell off a little bit, and then he's beaten the likes of uh, Anthony Smith on the way back to title contention. But this was a fucking performance. Oh, brilliant. Really minute one, well, when he took down Blackridge, controlled him for a full round on the floor, just absolutely dominated him. Then the second round uh, took a few jabs. We know he's got a, a chin like granite, any, anyway. But then rocks uh, Blackerich. is able to um, land some big shots, get the takedown. And uh, Blackerich said that the, 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 the submission was on the neck. It wasn't on the neck, not from the camera angle I was seeing. It was cranking on that jaw, and it looked absolutely brutal. But Blackerich tapped pretty quickly. And you said uh, you think that Blackerich was already hurt. Um, yeah, probably from from the the, the big shot that, that wobbled him.
4: Yeah, definitely. See, he didn't seem to be all all there in the first place. Now, not taking anything away from Goldscherr, Share had the perfect game plan. Why would you fight someone whose nickname is Polish Power on the mm. on the feet? You you've got your full your full cardio there, your gas tank's still full. You're both dry because you hadn't had to basically work for five minutes, so there's no sweat on the body. So as soon as you grab your opponent and take him down to the ground you've already got our success that it's going to work out anyway, especially when you're Glover to share it, and you've got that experience to take someone down, especially when they're dry and you've got hold of them, they, they're basically going to find it hard to basically stop the takedown. That's why Jan Blakovic in in the, the first round found it easier to keep uh, uh, Glover where he were, mm-hmm. keeping him in full guard because yeah. even though it worked to Glover's advantage taking him down, and, and control him there for five minutes, beating him up, and that can opener that he was doing to him when he was, uh, I've done it to a, a couple of people in the gym just to basically show him that they can't just stay in that position, because even in that position, you're going to get put in a horrible fucking position, what you don't like, and especially when, when uh, Glover were putting the hands behind the head and pulling down as in like a neck crank, pulling the chin into the chest, and because he was in full guard, he was basically folding him up, and Blakovic did not like that, and it's a horrible position to be in. and Like I said, I've, I've done it to certain people in the gym to show them, especially the ones who use arm like, oh, in full guard. Now I'm comfortable, I don't need to do anything now, I can just hand fart from here. Like, no, you can't, you can still get tapped out from here. And Glover is that high leveled where he was able to do that to Blakovic, and Blakovic, you can tell that he, he didn't have that done to him like, a lot because he didn't. He weren't stopping it yeah. the first time, the second time, the third time, or the fourth time. You could tell it was something new to where it was like, shit, it's, it's happening again, it's happening again. Yeah. Panic,
2: panic, panic. Stop hitting me, it's really yeah. painful. Yeah.
4: Oh, he, a humble guy, though, as soon as after the first round went, he, he looked up to him and went, that, that shows you've won one. Yeah. He, he knew straight away as a champion that he, that, that, that round with Glovers. Glover mm. did the perfect thing that you could do in a championship out of the second time take the striker down, control it for five minutes, try and wear the confidence down, try and get your confidence up, and then in the second round try and do exactly the same. Now, Blackovic—he were not the champion for no reason, he didn't get tucked down as easy in the second round, he knew that he could get for the double-unders, get the butterfly guard that like he, he, he did up against the cage, he knew not to get, basically, let Glover uh, lock the hands, mm-hmm. and he were able to get some good uh, takedown defence, but... Go to Sherrod, like I always say with Khabib. Just because he might not get the takedown the first time doesn't mean them over other 20 tries he's going to do, he ain't going to take you down. He's going to try and take you down, no matter how many how many takedowns it, it basically takes. And as soon as he takes you down, you're going to find it hard to get back up. And he did. Yeah, definitely. And as soon as... as He, he, he were hurt. You, you could tell as soon as that, as, soon as basically Glover like, caught him and wobbled him, you could tell not only were black and I won't say worried or scared because he's black of it You he weren't. You could tell he was just more. I oh, were expecting this. I were expecting to get took, basically tucked took down, but the power he's got, I basically weren't expecting that as well. So he somewhat shrunk up because he didn't know if the takedown were coming or if the stripes were coming. So he didn't know whether to defend his face or, or defend for like to, to sprawl he didn't know what to do mm-hmm. he, he, he did the Khabib game where where he'll basically throw a wild strike at you and then just level change like that without you even knowing and you're scrambling and you're confused and you're still defending the strikes that, that were basically coming a second ago Yeah. and that's what Glover did perfectly and as soon as he went down and, and took the back and I can somewhat understand where go where he was saying it, it were on the neck. He was definitely on the chin, the front of the chin, because you can see it basically going in and that's a horrible position as it was and I guarantee that's why he tapped as, as, as quickly as he did. Feel feels like someone breaking your jaw and squeezing your jawbone into your skull, it's horrible. But then with Glover being on the side of the neck as well, okay. cutting...
2: The pressure
4: on him. Yeah, you can you can tell that. Not only were it crushing the, the chin into his face, it were also crushing the neck from sideways So yeah. it were not only were it getting his face broken. It were getting he couldn't breathe at the same time. So that's why he taps also. so I've been in that position myself. I've been it's, it's it's horrible. You do want to tap. You don't want to be in that for long. No.
2: As soon as you get put in that, you're like fucking yeah. let go of me now. but it means? Uh, Glover to share family at the top of the tree, probably UFC's. Uh, Flagship division, um, and I, I couldn't be any happier for him. Definitely,
4: I, him. I, I seen some. I seen a, a, a retweet saying, "What? Who's next for
2: Glover now?" Uh, in my personal well, opinion, he called out. Who? He called out Jerry Prochaska. Who? The the Czech. guy, the, what, oh. the guy was, uh, he was going to be the mate the, the weight if uh, if. I, we're know, if, for, yeah, for, I well. know exactly. You know, I like, fuck. I forgot. what well, who, who were you thinking of? of course, I think prochaska has got to be up there for. I think thinking one no. I think he retire. What re-
4: retire? Re- Win what? the belt and retire. Literally, he's had the what, he's had the, a career that you could write a book off. I mean, had the ups and downs, and are. then 42-year-old, the oldest champion in the UFC, and your gloves up as champion. You don't lose your belt, or, or your you you
2: face uh, Anthony left
4: well yeah yeah. one defence is better than no defences but at 42 year old I don't think no one can fucking hold it against you no. like, I don't like Emotino for instance I, I, the amount of people that held it against him because he retired at what 30 odd year old you know being he, a double champion he, he, if he picked up this belt and retires at 42 year old his body's been a lot of people need to understand that biomechanically his body's fucked his body's yeah. absolutely you could. he probably won't say it but I guarantee he's even, even his toes are like, just for the amount of uh, uh, training camps he's been through, the amount of Brazilian jiu-jitsu he's done growing up, you can tell that he's back hurts every time he, he moves an inch. <laughs> so if he were to retire as champion, I wouldn't be mad. I think that would be a
2: perfect, literally, story ending. I mean, he, he did call out Jira and Jiri seemingly accepted. So Which is fair enough. We'll, I we'll doubt, see what happens.
4: I, I believe he, t- he texts him down and chokes him out just exactly the same, yeah, and then, yeah. then retires.
2: Yeah. So before we get into next week's event, uh, first I want to say thank you, Lorraine, for for agreeing to be on the show. Uh, what did you think of the card as a whole? Uh, did you have fun?
1: Yeah, we were really good, but I just I just like scraps, proper scraps, like. <laughs> what, what, what she says
4: about scraps is, what she means is, like, when you see videos of, like, the travellers going around on social media and all that, like, YouTube, and they're absolutely... you are getting just knocked like, out? I, yeah, having a, having a bare-knuckle boxing, basically. That's yeah. what that's what she likes to watch. But what she don't realise is, 20-odd 20, 20 year ago, they made that unsafe, and only now people are bringing it back just because... In, in mixed martial arts, they've lost a couple of brain cells and they thought, tell you what's a good idea, I'm going to take these four-ounce gloves off, That like, oh, all they give me no da- no protection in first place, i was going to twat at people with my bare knuckles, yeah. now they've got no brain cells, so yeah, that's what she means by she likes to watch proper she scraps.
2: Blood and knockouts. <laughs> yeah, like, puff
1: <Absolutely. laughs>
2: <buff. laughs> yeah, I was hoping for that um, But yeah, again, thanks for coming on the show, we appreciate it, I'm sure you'll be back, never. <laughs> um, so next week we've got another numbered pay per view this time a uh, standard time for you, for you Americans um, and again another double title um, matches with uh, Rose both actually uh, rematch as well yeah number Yunus against Whaley Zhang and uh, Colby Corvington
4: <sighs> I mean know, I hope there's no, no title changes I, 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 I just thought
2: there was no type of changes. I mean, I wouldn't mind Whaley Zhang being champion. I thought she's was good as a champion, but I no, do I just like Rose. I, I, I like Rose too much. I, I Can't stand Colby. Can't stand Colby. Nah, he's a prick. Uh, and he's taking on uh, Kamara Rusman, so tune in uh, next week for that. Uh, but uh, from me, Podfather Mags, on Twitter, uh, for Carlos here, Kirby underscore Carlos, and for Lorraine uh, on Facebook, I suppose. Are um, no,
1: you're okay.
2: that's all from uh, here at Five Rounds definitely go check out the rest of the content on the networks that we are available on that's Vision News Global Media The Chair Shot and Radio Techers Uh, thank you all for listening along and that is the end adios amigos
1: thechairshot.com always use your head